What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening. You are watching the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First off to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. We're here, coming off the long weekend. Yes, sir. Feels like a Monday, but it's Tuesday. To my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. Hi, what's up? How we doing? Um, I got a lot of things on my mind. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to get into them right yeah. here, right now. But. Yeah. He's, you know, I tried to calm my boy down, but it's okay. Thank you for that. Yep. Appreciate that always. How's it going besides uh, your internal strife? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm okay. Yeah, a lot of strife. Um, I might I might hop out and uh, buy some sneakers on the resale market, which is something I almost never do. Wow. Cortez Nike Air Max 95. Oh, you, we saw I, I this. Saw the price about, went up. What did I, Fat, I what did like friend Fat Joe say? What was yeah. your quote? Why do I have to spend $500 to buy these shoes? It was, it was me asking myself the question of whether or not it's it's. I really have to jump out there and spend. I Yeah, I think they're around $500 right now. I think that shoe, this shoe's interesting because I think we can all agree that it was one of the bigger sneaker moments of the year so far. And yeah. especially the second pair, the yeah. black and pink that dropped at the bodega. In New yes. York City, where it, I don't know how many released online, but it felt like pretty limited, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think we checked after, and not that the resale is the the depiction of how popular a shoe is all the time, but the prices were like kind of low. I feel like early on you could get them for around three hundred dollars. I got I, I, I got an got extra in. pair, yeah, and I got someone else a pair for around three hundred dollars. I was yeah. thinking, I'm like. It didn't seem like they made that many of them, you know. So I'm like, why is the shoe so low if it didn't feel like there's like it felt like pairs. a shoe that was more scarce than was reflected in a three hundred dollar resale yeah. price. Yeah, and now a couple months later, that Hope was a prescient thought from you because now it's a five hundred dollars shoe. There as was far the as I can tell. the third one, the Aegean C, where they had the release in France. Yep, Le Bleu. Yeah. Uh, nice. You speak French? <laughs> I took French in high school. Oh, really? I didn't. didn't yeah, was my, not expecting that. my teacher's name. She changed her name to Miss French. Oh, oh. You, you brought that story yeah. up. Yeah. Je ne sais quoi. Uh, but yeah, there was the kids. Um, there was the kids on top of like the buses, yeah. and whatnot. Like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Shoes. I want, I want a pair. Come on, join, join the club. You think for five hundred dollars, it's worth it. It's been a long time since I spent five hundred dollars on a pair of sneakers. Mm. If you were in that situation where like the kids are on top of the buses and mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. all the all the mayhem, yeah, are you willing to like step in and throw an elbow to get? In front of someone for a shoe? No, he wouldn't do that. No, you, you know, you know, I'm a pretty nonviolent person. He wouldn't. So, uh, he wouldn't. Uh, you, on the other hand, but maybe. If, you're, if you're seeing like if you're coming up, uh, okay, I'm closing my eyes. I'm 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 in the zone right now. Paint a picture for me. No, I'm saying if you know, sometimes people, they say like you see red, but you're like seeing the shoes in your vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all that's in front of you, and you're like, I need to get in front of this person to get the shoes. Are you gonna take that know. step forward and get a little pushy or not? Probably not. Okay. I'm not a I'm not a pushy person. I pride myself on that. What I, about what about you? Maybe if you didn't have your think bar that that morning, <laughs> the protein bar. Maybe uh, you know you wanted. I, I feel like you hey, wanted. Here's yeah. here's here's the thing. All I that think, all that training isn't for nothing. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think a lot of people. Right? I think a lot of people say, not that you're. Tra- I'm not talking about getting violent. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like intentionally like hurting or harming people, but Never. just kind of like being caught in the the scramble the hysteria yeah of it we're the all, frenzy where everyone's just like running forward and you're like i need to get in front of everyone because mm-hmm. i just want to get the shoe i feel like a lot of people maybe some animal instinct kicks in kicks in and you and you're like i'm running towards it because i want the sneakers not because i'm trying to hurt people well he's a runner so yeah he may <laughs> Saber just two tiger vibes. yeah he may just be able <laughs> hey, to outpace everyone 95 air max <laughs> running downtown <laughs> he may have ran downtown from 34th street yeah. where the billboard was maybe you just outran him you know what the other thing is, to be honest 
you know, as, as transparent as possible. I would probably also be too prideful in that moment of being like, I'm Brendan Dunn from oh, Complex. Wow. I'm not, I'm, look, this is embarrassing to say, but I, I wouldn't be busting my ass at a sneaker release like that because uh, I would feel like it, um, it hurt my image, you know? Speaking of Air Max, something that I think you brought to attention last week mm -hmm. and I noticed it again last night. Nike's talking about having a problem shifting shoes mm -hmm. lately. Gold 97s released back in March. Yes. And there's still a full size run of that sneaker on Nike.com. Yeah. Where, who had them up for sale? Where I think so, that's someone's Notra website, right? Like, they're like 105 bucks. I think retail's like half off. Yeah. 185. I, I saw them on a website and they were cheaper than they were at the employee store last time I went. And I was pretty close to scooping up a pair because I don't think I have gold Air Max 97s. I, I think I have a silver paired sitting around mm -hmm. Deadstock somewhere. I do. I have like a silver. I know you do, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think I you have got this. the Italian ones too. You got them. You all. got the Italian ones. What Italian ones? The With 97? the Italian flag on the tongue? No, dude, that's I'm one of the best. I'm pretty sure you bought that. Shoe I don't. Job. I don't. I don't have that. Not the Italian gold. So or that the was Italian like one silver? of the. the so there was a lot of times back in the old days where like he would be like, "Oh man, did you see these these Air Maxes?" 97s with the Italian flag on the tongue, and mm -hmm. I would immediately try to buy them. Mm -hmm. oh. And then by lunch, I would forget about them. For some reason, I thought you had ended up... I remember that. Like, I remember that specific day. He would like, tell me about a sneaker. I'd be like, oh, man, I need those. I would like <laughs> go look for them online. Secondary get, market? Resale? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I would get called into a meeting. And then, and then I would come come back, have my chirping chicken, and forget all about the Italian Air Max 97. <laughs> that was one of the things that happened. Did you get the, the Inner Milan 97s, the black and blue ones? Uh, I'm searching for those. You and have somebody on it. You have somebody trying to track them down. Both right? of those yes, shoes, though. And I don't, it's not looking good. And They're not easy to find, I don't well, think. When they came out, you were like, no one's going to be able to get them unless it was friends and family or overseas. And then I was like, really? Like... I figured. Well, I figured. I, I figured it would be possible, and now they it doesn't look up, possible. And I think that they were like maybe available on like Nike, Nike Italy, or something yeah, like that. And tough. then maybe like Inter Milan's like web shop. Mm. And you were, I was like, dude, they're sold out. Yeah. And you're like, no, I can find them somewhere. I'm like, I did don't say think that. that this shoe the is. Hubris. I did yeah, say I that. I don't think you're just a pair is going to pop up online. I did say that he was right. I do have someone on the case, someone close to all of us, <laughs> and also for our audience, if you guys find an eleven and a half. Or an eleven in the Inter Milan ninety-seven. Circling back though, but what do you what do you guys think about kind of you know when ninety-sevens uh, re-released like twenty seventeen I believe mm -hmm. that they were such a popular shoe restock restock gone 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 and you would think a shoe like a gold ninety-seven even though there may not be like a bunch of uh, uh, fervor for it in the secondary market mm -hmm. per se but that like when it releases they're gonna, Nike's going to be able to sell the shoes they have every single size available on their website. Have, I'm surprised by that, but I don't mind that. I, to no, me, I'm, I'm not, hey, but, I'm, not hey, yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining that yeah. people can go out and buy shoes. I'm just surprised that Nike can't sell the shoes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The gold one was always like a step down from the silver one though, right? With the silver ones... I, think, I mean, the saying? silver, for what it's worth, the silver is the true OG. Yes, the but gold, yes. gold is the second is, wave pair from a couple years I later, like the 99, too. I think. Right. But I still think that the gold is a shoe that when it came out, for the most part, it would sell out. You yeah. Know? yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't. But all that. sizes. That, to me, that's just nuts because that shoe came out like three months ago. Yeah, you, you thought it would have done better. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a pair? Are you a 97 guy? I can't remember. I have I've never seen wealthy I have in the a pair silver 97s. 97s, but I bought them in like 09, 2010, and they're, mm -hmm. they're beyond... 
yeah. cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the most com- not the most comfortable shoe. That, yeah. Yeah, and really slim on the foot. That mm-hmm. was one shoe I, I've told it before. First day of sixth grade that I got the 90, yep. it was they released in ninety seven. Yep. They released that week or whatever, that month, and that was my first day of school, sixth grade. Uh wait a minute. Ninth grade. Okay. That was my sorry, the ninety seven was my first day of school shoe in ninth yep. grade. Do you remember the the flash, the reflective pop? I just remember that was the sneaker to have. Yeah. And I like I got it and it was before selling out or whatever, but it was like the first release, first day of school, those were my first laid out all the little like uh mm-hmm. the fit with the yeah. I think I was looking too and not just the gold ninety sevens are on available, but another shoe, big Brendan Dunn shoe. I believe uh I believe it's the called the Asia Pacific colorway. Let me oh, check my is, database. Is, am I wrong on that? The the blue pair of Air Max ninety sevens. Yeah, I'm not sure which colorway you're talking about, Joe. You mind bringing up a photo for us? The OG, like the OG is the bluish one with the neon sole. Um, this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I never liked that. Thirty nine percent off. You know which one I have is the black and neon without oh, the blue sorry. on it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Thirty nine percent off. Yeah, I, that, I don't need those. But that's another shoe that you would expect to come out and then people Full would... Full-size run of this, yeah. like he said. Yeah, yeah. Just... 50% off. I might I might have to do it. You might, listen, you might have a busy week of copping sneakers. <laughs> this. Mac attacks are, are, are right on the horizon. Yep. Listen. Yeah. We said it... Was it last week? I can't... You know, I can't keep track. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last, it was last week. Last week, we said the teaser. I don't know if it really moved us. Nike... Travis McEnroe, it's be, it's it's they better than themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost feel like there might be some hat eating in order because we were on here complaining about how tame and boring the initial teaser for the Mac Attack featuring Travis Scott and John yeah. McEnroe was, and Nike went ahead and and said, "Hold my beer." They <laughs> delivered the full campaign, and it's exactly what you want from John McEnroe and Travis Scott. There's a little pickleball jab in there. It's a bunch of bleeped out curse some words. Some curses from yeah. McEnroe. Listen, yeah, it was really good. It was they, really good. They served up an ace, and they aced us. Okay. <laughs> Okay, they hit it to our backhand. We had no response. Yeah, the ad came out, and then the shoes drop. What do we when think this goes? This what do we think is going to happen with that shoe? That's the good. That's the real like. I kinda. mean, I feel like Nike is ready to do major volume on the Mac Attack, and to me, that has been signaled by just how many early pairs they sent out, and the shoe has been around on social media in a really heavy way in the week leading up to its release. I feel like Nike put a bunch of those out seeded them to influencers and people of that ilk as a way to try and heat up the shoe. And I think that we're going to see a lot of Mac attack in the next two years. It looks like the Travis Scott version of the shoe is actually coming out oh. according to leakers like Soul Retriever and Z Sneakerhead. So I think just just prepare for a all-out attack and all-out assault. It feels uh, very almost Adidas-y mm. in, in the buildup mm-hmm. because Nike – for all intents and purposes, never really needed to put that much energy behind things where they just know if they make something cool and do a little party or something that, yeah. like, it's going to... I I mean, I guess, but if, if the model is something that people aren't really accustomed to or don't know just yeah. yet... I, I just mean, like, the build-up is, yeah. like, a, it felt way more out of Adidas's playbook where, like, you saw a shoe for, like, eight months before it ever mm-hmm. came out or they're slowly, like... In terms of working hard to, to yeah. build energy around mm-hmm. it. In a more transparent way. Yeah. Okay. Joe, are you excited for the Mac Attack? I think it's a cool shoe. It's not one that I would triple go, out, black? go out and buy. The triple black one. Oh, we, we, someone we talked co- about someone that. commented yeah. on the 
on the episode. Triple Black Mac Attack would be nasty business. <laughs> Something like that. Someone commented on the last episode. But I don't know. It's, it's about the same height as a Black Cat 4. Mm. Maybe a little higher, right? About the same. I I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen We'll do them. a comparison on here. I haven't bought a Jordan in a long time. Jordan SB4? No, I didn't buy those. I'm so stupid for not I was buying just those. Thi- I was just thinking, oh, of course. I was just thinking about that like today. I haven't bought what Jordan White cement while. Jordan 3. You didn't I guess buy you didn't. Uh, Thunder 4s? I had Thunder 4s. Um, the last pair? I, I bought them, I think so, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I had Thunder 4. I got those pretty recently, but not the recent release one. I know, it's it, the, the years all blend together, don't they? I mean, you've been doing this mistook, for this long? Yeah, I just mistook 6th and ninth grade. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought Jordans in a while. What are, what are you going to break the seal with? Is there any any Jordan coming up that you're interested in? I got a new pair of ninety fives though. I'll okay. Bring them out. Which ones? <laughs> I'll bring them out. Oh, it's one of those uh, wait and see. He situations. told me not to get them. Somebody but tagged I me this morning on a pair of used Mita Air Max ninety five. You're on the hunt for those. With the How prototype. used? Um, they didn't look that used. I kind of scrolled past it real quick because sometimes when people on social media tempt me with buying a pair of shoes on the resale market, they um. I, I try and move past it as quickly as possible so I save myself the money. But Liu Kang's closet had a size 10 for $300 shipped, 3M on the heel worn off and from age and starting to crack on okay, the heel. Why if there's would you a cr- want those? <laughs> I want this well, they're not so wearable. Bad. Yeah. Seinfeld wore them, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, Seinfeld wore them. Ronnie, Ronnie speaking outfitted of, Seinfeld in a pair. Speaking of that, speaking of Ronnie, over the weekend I had said, What's a shoe that everyone that you love that you think you'll never be able to wear? And I said Nike Air Rift. When? Just I just posted online. Oh. But Ronnie says to me, he goes, dude, you can do it. Oh, Ronnie, look at the Ronnie, vote of confidence. It, it did give me like a thought in my head because I love Air Rifts, just mm-hmm. like the OG ones. Sure. But there's just like my foot's big. I know that, what you that mean. That split like tabby toe. I'm just like afraid. I'm like no sock. I'm just yeah. like, I'm afraid I'm going to put it on. And like, I like the way it looks, but on my feet, I just think it's going to look absurd to see. I don't yeah. know you in front of the flank steak. Uh, <laughs> RF putting the battery and, in your and, back. And, and Ronnie replies, he goes, dude, I wear them all the time. You can do it. And I was like, oh man, if, if Ronnie tells me that I can get a shoe off, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I, it, it was like my, uh, it was like uh, my uh, white Air Force One moment with mm. you at the... And if anyone could do it, shoot. yeah, anyone could do it. He could do it. You're gonna buy in? Uh, yeah, the, make I, him proud. I'd want to. I mean, <laughs> out the look because I really just want like the OGs. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even know. If, nothing like, fancy. Nothing like weird or like not like a off colorway. I just would want like the regular ones. Yeah. But um, if I if they come back out or come back around, is that a short shoe for you? I feel like you. I mean, I'm maybe some people wear them with like kind of like army green elasticated pants at the bottom Mm -hmm. maybe that's a look but i think you kind of have to wear (sighs) i don't know i'll leave that assignment to you i don't think i could i mean not that i think i look cool in anything but i don't think i could look like a normal human being in a pair of air rifts i i I feel like that's a difficult assignment joe i think that would be a rough one for me the 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 calf (laughs) to like tabby toe like i think that would be a rough one for me (laughs) just staying away from it yeah triple black i think that would be a rough one for me 
Yeah, right. But, but who knows? Some somewhere poolside in Miami with a pair of riffs yeah, on. Yeah, might happen this week. Are we, go, are we going to Paris this week? Is any? No, we're not. I thought about Paris that. Everyone geotagging the invites. Look at us. Yeah. A polar seltzer. I got the smart water. He's under the wet. Well, okay. Yeah, no, no Paris for us. We're no Times Square is not Paris. And no Paris. Settle for Perrier. Okay, a little. <laughs> but everyone's geotagging Pharrell's. Uh, just so everyone knows, you guys know we record this earlier, mm-hmm. around six hours, I think, until Pharrell's LV show. Oh, they're showing today? Yeah, you get a live tweet it or? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what the people want. He got the new speedy bags, though. They mm-hmm. look fire. Mm-hmm. The Louis Vuittons, and we got the leather, the epi leather pants. Aria is there, though, on the ground. Good, good, good. I'm interested to see. He got a burner account. Skateboard. Yeah. Is the burner account. Oh, yeah, we'll right. see what emerges from that. Speaking of burner accounts. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. What, what is what is that account called? Jojo. What is with this? the with the reps? They're the, not reps yeah. though. They're the boo boo foo foo. Yeah, uh, the twelves. Yeah. What is his name? Jojo something. Set the internet ablaze. Those Jojo Ruski. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar out here buying Canal Street. Buying his Jordans from the same place we get the worst take sneakers on full size run for. Why is the internet so bad today? I, uh, I don't know. Mine's going to the internet. LTE How do we feel about those? Like the cold game twelves on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the nice kicks twelves. No, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. I was down there. This it's it's. Did y'all you try to walk, cop a pair? Y'all ever walk along Canal Street and just see the shoes that they have for no. sale? It's no. It's incredible. What do we think about those? I mean, what is there to think about? <laughs> it? it just is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really think he's changing the game in no. any way. But it, it was a funny moment. A lot of earned media on it. Hey, saw that popping up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this had happened in like 2013. Days of Complex, and you saw Kendrick post that, and you're like, oh, that was a cool moment. You'd, like, send an intern to, like, try to copy you a pair to see if you could. Well, that's good content. That's why. It's good content. And also, we should do – maybe we should do something on that. Yeah? You want me to go buy a pair right after this? Go do a man – actually, let's – Stop recording, you leave, go do Man on the Street with the Kendrick 12s in Canal Street, and we'll reconvene, because that's good content. He was also wearing Adidas Sambas. Saw that as mm, well. What could? What Ooh, might that mean? Look at, look at the Arthur meme. Go ahead. What <laughs> no, no, a little, there's, there's no a little, meme. There's what, no meme. Okay. I, but is there? Is there? There might be no memeing, but is there any meaning behind that? No, I don't know. Any no. of your sources? I don't know. Okay. Just something. Just something to note. Maybe we bring the trigger meter back to this show. No, nope. Different show. I'm good. All right. <sighs> oh, you do see. A lot, a lot of sambas. I know. Where did you see? Where were you? No, I mean, you just you just see it. Yeah. Like, but they look good. Yeah, all all online, like IRL, you just see a lot of it. I'm not mad at it. Me either. I no, I'm not you. saying you're mad at no, it. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. I'm not mad at What? It. I'm not mad at it. Madden? Add it. Oh, uh, nice, nice. I learned it from him. Nice, nice. Joe setting it up perfectly. Let's bring on our guest. Let's do it. Our guest on today's podcast has been a prolific footwear designer for over four decades. He started out working in a shoe store at 16 and then parlayed his love for the business into his own brand that would go on to offer luxury shoe designs at more affordable prices. Throughout a storied career with some ups and downs, the brand that bears his name turned into a multi-billion dollar company with immense staying power. Here to talk about his history, which is captured in his recently released book, The Cobbler, How I Disrupted an Industry, Fell from Grace, and Came Back Stronger Than Ever, is Steve Madden. Steve, welcome. Thanks so much for taking the time. It's great to be here. 
Very excited. Yeah. Oh, don't get too excited. All right. <laughs> well, long weekend. We're happy that you're here. Yes. Steve, we want to talk about, as this customer on here, the, the shoes we're all wearing. So yeah. can you tell us what you have on right now? I'm wearing this Oxford. Can you see it? Yeah. yeah. From Steve Madden. Okay. Available now? Available now. Every Steve Madden store. How much were those Macy's, on me? Macy's, Nordstrom. I think they're about a buck thirty. Okay. okay. Are you the fit model for all the shoes? They have to fit your feet perfect? I am not. <laughs> the shoe looks swell on me. Yeah. It really does. No socks or no shows? No, no socks. Okay, he no. does the no-show socks. People get on me about no-shows. They're like, why are you wearing no socks? And I'm like, you don't never heard of a no-show sock? You know what? I think that you're on to something. Mm, I don't know about that because it'll ruin your ankles. But <laughs> okay. discussion for right. another day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing the ALD New Balance 860 V2. This is the one that I famously wore to... Gov ball and and got dirtied up. So let me know if they look me. reasonably you got clean, the, please. You got yeah. the, the sins off the shoes. I hope so. Looks pretty good to me. I'm also doing New Balance. I'm doing the Palace Nine Nine One. Wore these all weekend. Been a favorite of yours lately? Yeah, yeah. In the rotation. Uh, I know we talked about Hannon uh, last episode. These are the Hannon Diadora, uh, inspired by James McFadden's goal for Scotland against France. So. Okay. I want to take it all the way back to the beginnings. 16 years old was the first shoe store you worked in. Is that when you really fell in love with like footwear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It is true. You know, sometimes you tell a story so many times. I wrote a book called The Cobbler and mm -hmm. it's out there now. Sometimes you, you know, the story, you wonder if it's really true. Did I do that? I'm mm. making this shit up, you right. know, but actually it's true. I was in high school. I, I was a caddy. Okay. And I was a little guy and I was a caddy and the bags were bigger than me. Mm. <laughs> and anyway, I went, to, I went to a shoe store in town and I, I asked for a job and I got the job. And was it like women's shoes, sneakers, athletic or everything? It was, it was mostly 80% uh, women's shoes and 20% men's shoes. Okay. And, and sneakers, not really sneakers. Okay. Yeah. And would you say like that's where you... Obviously, the first job is always like at 16 where, you know, you're told like 16 years old, time to get a job. But was it something more about footwear that really attracted you to, to like work at a shoe store as, for your first job? So um, there was a couple. Of, yes. I mean, it, 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 it did. It did create a little, uh, you know, bug. And um, first of all, the owner of the store was a really cool guy. He was, you know, like. 10 years older than me, mm -hmm. I was something like that. I yeah. was, he was like 27, he had his own business. It was yeah. like, what, you know, he was cool, you know. And uh, and I thought, yeah, I wanna be, you know, cause I'm used to businessmen. Like when you're a kid in the suburbs, mm -hmm. you know, it's all old men with fedoras going to the Long Island Railroad, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's what I thought of as a businessman, like an yeah. older guy with a briefcase. And here's this guy, 28 years old, and, uh, you know, cool, all the girls like him, you know, and, uh, you know, he owns a shoe store. Yeah. And he designs shoes, the guy on top of everything else. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah. You know. Did athletic footwear mean anything to you at the time? I think sometimes we take it for granted that, you know, us growing up, that was what we wanted to wear. Sneakers, running shoes, basketball shoes. Did that resonate with you at all in that Actually, it, it didn't. Mm -hmm. It didn't. The, my earliest memory, <laughs> my earliest memory is um, going with my dad to buy a pair of Chuck Taylors. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, went to the Army Navy store in Far Rockaway. Mm. 
and uh, <laughs> and the shoes were too big on me. And I was so – I don't know why I remember this. Yeah. You know, the guy put his finger on my toe. Yeah, see how much <laughs> space yeah, there always. was in there. And there was nothing there. Yeah. You know, and my father said, you could swim in those shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get them, and I was heartbroken because everybody wore Chuck Taylors. Yeah. And uh, And so that was my first sneaker thought. Were there other ones that were alluring to you as a child or as an adolescent or even into your early 20s? Like Not really. When Nike no, first started booming no, in the No, you 70s? know, I never was a sneaker guy. Mm-hmm. I worked in, you know, I wore golf shoes a lot. I was a golfer, a caddy and a golfer. So golf shoes were big. And uh, yeah, we all wore sneakers. I mean, everybody wore sneakers. It wasn't quite um, sort of the obsession that my son has, Yeah, you know, uh, or kids have that obsession. Uh, my buddy uh, Michael Rappaport is always huh. yeah, wearing cool Nikes. Yeah, and, we know Rappaport, and yeah. he's always like, "Yeah, these are cool," you know. And I, I don't even, you know, I don't understand it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I do have so much admiration for Phil Knight. Yeah, you know. You ever and met him? I haven't. No. no? I, I, I suppose I should. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny because my ex-wife's mm-hmm. sister. Works for Nike. Okay. So it's kind of, but, you know, I'd like to meet him, but, you know, everybody's talking about that new movie, by the way. Did you watch it? Yeah. I I fell asleep, but I'm going to watch it. Okay. I watch it with my son. And if somebody's not getting killed in the first three minutes, (laughs) my son's not interested. He's 15 years old. But you said he's into sneakers. Yeah. How big? He is a sneaker freak. And how many is like he asking for or getting always, like a month? Always asking for sneakers. Really? And yeah. And uh, he he's loves lining him. up and reselling he, them yeah, and all that he, stuff? No, he's not doing that. Okay. Yeah. I'm selling sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> His dad is selling sneakers. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of what uh, Nike has done. And, and also, you know, um, Adidas and, mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, and Puma. They're, they're great companies. And, you know... Uh, Got to, I was a, uh, given an award with uh, Stan Smith. The two of us won an award just coincidentally yeah, together. Wow. He's a, and it's such a great sneaker, the Stan Smith. Sneaker. Yeah, classic. Isn't it great? Yes. And Iconic. it looks great on women and men. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shouldn't be promoting that. It's my competition. <laughs> but I got Stan to meet, will be happy to see I got yeah. to meet Stan. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's such a humble, awesome, you know, man. And, um, and his kids all wear Steve Madden, and nice. and so it was cool. Steve, in you know, in the industry, there's always the term of uh, being a shoe dog, right? Like oh, someone, yeah. someone who's worked in footwear their whole life. I'm a shoe dog. Yeah. For what, sure. what do you think makes someone a shoe dog or draws them to being one? Wasn't that the name of Phil's yes. book? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have used that. He stole. He got. The, I used the cobbler. <laughs> Yeah. You almost said book. he stole that from me. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. he did. Yeah. But I, I call myself a shoe dog. Yeah. And I'm glad that Phil does. You know, just an obsession with shoes. You know, we're, we just love it. And, uh, you know, we love, we love everything about it. And I love women's shoes and, uh, and uh, love making money, mm-hmm. you know, with shoes. No, mm-hmm. I, I mean it. I don't mean, you know, it's a mercenary thing. But it, it's so great to make money with something you love doing. And something you love creating. It's such a good sort of combination. And um, so we're dogs. We're sniffing them out. We're just looking. I meet people. Yeah. And I look at their shoes first. Yeah. Yeah, automatic. Yeah, automatically. I'm just like I'm shaking their hand and I'm looking at their feet. 
It's, it's embarrassing for my family. <laughs> well, we always get the age-old question, like, your hobby is shoes. Why, why do you need more than two pair? Why do you need more yeah. than five pair? How do you, like, respond to, like, that old question? It's like a question we still get. We've, you know, you've been in the business a lot longer than we have. But, like, yeah. what do you think it is about the footwear and, and what drives people to, like, collecting and building their collection? Yeah. Well, thank God they do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good for me and it's good for Phil. Uh, you know, I mean... Shoes are, you know, a really can, well, women's shoes. Let's talk about mm -hmm. women's shoes because, okay. you know, uh, women's shoes really can change your personality. You know, a girl can put on a pair of high heels and all of a sudden she feels, you know, all sort of curvy and hot and whatever, you know, and feminine. And, and of course, you know, with flats, she can feel another way, mm -hmm. you know, and they're not super expensive. And so I think you can buy tons of them. So I don't know. I mean, the sneaker yeah. thing is quite a phenomenon. Yeah. Um, it was sort of different than my experience. Did it ever seem like a threat to what you were doing in terms of this shift that happened when people started to be so much more into sneakers or sneakers were more salient and you could wear them in other places? Actually, only now. Yeah. Yeah. Only now. Uh, we make a lot of sneakers at Steve mm -hmm. Madden. Fashion sneakers, right. they're great. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is to that question, I never had a problem but with my daughter, Stevie, I have a daughter, Stevie, okay. and she wears Jordans all the time. Mm. And it drives me fucking crazy. Why? Why? Because she should wear Steve Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and she wears Jordans all But the who time. bought her the Jordans? Well, I mean, you know, you can't turn your little girl down, you know? Mm. So, um, what when, when your kids about? want sneakers, they love, you, they love sneakers. Are you looking at them and are you assessing how well they're made and things like that? Are you looking at them from the eyes of a shoe dog? I'm into the look. Yeah. You know, that's always where I come from. It's not to say that I don't have quality and all of that bit or the fit. And I don't care about that as much. Mm. I care about how they look, you know, and that, that's just now, you know, you can't really be successful if that's all your shoes are. Mm -hmm. They have to be comfortable. They have to be good quality. But I'm into the look. That's my thing. I want to, you know, what are you looking like, you know? And, and ultimately, I really think that that's what most people, frankly, care about. Yeah. How cutthroat is the sneaker business for you and, like, the other brands who are playing in your own space? Are you like, I want to bury them? I do have those feelings. Of course, I will share them with my therapist later. <laughs> uh, this is therapy right here. It is therapy. It's great. I uh, Look, business is, uh, business is a war. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I'm on the other side of it now. Uh, but when I say I'm on the other side of it, I'm I'm almost done. You know, I'm in the eighth inning. Mm. And, uh, you know, so, and I've won a lot. And, uh, you know, so I still feel the same way. I still want everybody to wear my shoes yeah. all the time. Uh, perhaps there are other things that are more important to me now. Mm -hmm. You know, I was late to the game with kids. You know, I've two 16-year-olds and a 10-year-old, and uh, so. But in the height of you being obsessed in the sneaker business, like just how cutthroat were you in the in the game? Uh, well, you know, it's like I said, it's a war, so uh, I don't fuck with Nike and Adidas, you know, I mean, uh, but, you know, I don't play with those guys, but. You know, in my space, it's very much cutthroat. 
and so like even if you, there was a specific pair of Air yes. Jordans that you loved, or Stan Smith, who you you said is such a great guy, would you ever buy one pair of those or no? Would I to yes. wear them? Yes, I don't think I would. Okay, no, but I admire the hell out of them, mm-hmm. and uh, I only wear Steve Madden, and I have a pair of beat up uh, engineer boots from Carolina Boot Company. That, okay, that have, and uh, that's what I wear. You never got your Chuck Taylors. I did maybe get them. Yeah, yeah. you had to have them, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. You know, you had to have chucks. But yeah, it's cutthroat and business is tough and business is a war. And, you know, I liken my company to a sports franchise, mm-hmm. you know, trading, getting new players, investing in the franchise, you know, very similar, you know, in many respects. Viewing that, you know, having your great players retire, yeah, you know, that's really hard. Yeah. Right, I mean, like when when the Knicks had to get, you know, uh, you know, with Patrick, yep. right? What was that like for them? Yeah, you know, or or even, you know, look how many teams uh, Shaquille played for after the Lakers, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's a really tough one. You know, when I was a kid, I remember uh, Walt Frazier, yeah. who's the announcer, getting traded to Cleveland. I think it was like, what? Yeah, can that be? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I have that too. I have people that have been with me a while and they're kind of done and you don't really, Hollywood gives them, uh, you know, when they, when they let go of people, they give them production, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they'll give them production Credits. deals, which is yeah. a way of firing them, you know. But, they, but, but what if you have like a new upcoming talent? That's, I love that. That's working for you, that is crushing it, but then they see like a, a bigger opportunity and they leave. So that that's a good point. That's good. And uh, you have to make sure that you have the great environment and you pay well. Mm. We pay well. And, you know, to keep your stars happy. That's a good call out. Do you expect loyalty from them in terms of when they leave or how long they should stay around? No, romantically, you know, like you do have this feeling of loyalty. I don't, I actually now mm-hmm. uh, believe that you provide a great work environment, you pay very well, and that's how you get loyalty. Mm-hmm. I don't think that people, you, you know, oh, just be loyal to me because I'm, you know, Steve Madden. No, I don't believe in that. I think mm-hmm. you have to, you have to show loyalty to them and uh, and and that's things you learn over time, you know. Right. Everybody's a business person, you know. Right. Especially talented people. Mm-hmm. So they're all business people, and so you have to view it in that context. So if someone designs like the hot shoe of the season and they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, do they like come knocking on your door expecting, saying, "Hey, th- we sold a million units of this. You need to pay me more." Sure. Why not? Everybody does it. And yeah. how are you, are you receptive to that? Or? I'm receptive. I'm very much uh, COD, you know? You do good, you get paid good. I'm very much of that school. Now, a lot of people have contracts, mm-hmm. and, and uh, but um, uh, I think that what you're proposing is actually the new world order, frankly. Mm-hmm. And people sign contracts out of fear, you know, they, yeah. right? And of course, in sports, it's different because you could get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's different. I think it's foolish to have, if I was an employee of Steve Madden, I wouldn't have a contract. Mm. I'd be like, I'm going to kill it 
you're going to pay through the nose, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I would do if I was employee, but a lot of them have contracts. And, and so, you know, uh, but I'm very much COD. I like that. One thing that we've dealt with, especially over the last decade, decade and a half, is kind of the celebrity influence. And I know that your brand has worked so closely with celebrities, but also celebrities just wear them. Yeah, wear the product. Talk about like how important that is, and and what ones like stick out endorsers or kind of campaigns that you've done that stick out as like real needle movers. We've done some collabs with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think the truth is that the big today it's different. It's yeah. influencers. Yeah, you know, um, you know, the, there's if a girl like. Uh, Alex Earl wears the shoes. It's a it's a huge deal. I mean, she's an influencer, and and it used to be Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I actually think they're more influential than some of the superstars out there. Really? And you believe in this model of of if this person is important enough on social media and they're wearing the shoe, that that's going to translate into real sales. For yes, you? for sure. Yeah. And I dig it. Also, I actually like it on some level. I mean, unless it's just like the biggest star in the universe. Well, like in 2018, Taylor Swift wore a pair of uh, your sneakers. And uh, like the Cliff, I think they were called. Well, the- Taylor Swift is a mega super. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it, they she's just. She's an American phenomenon. Yes. You know, you can't, uh, you know, she's, it's really remarkable what she's done. Yes. I, I've never seen anything quite like it. So Taylor Swift would be one that would, you know, would be great. Yeah, uh, and she's tremendous. I, 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 when she came here, I mean, the girls were freaking out. Mm. It was it was really a phenomenon. It was great to see. However, Taylor Swift had a line. She did a thing with Keds mm. a few years ago. It was a dud. Mm. But um, I think unless it's just somebody that's a supernova like Taylor, and you know, like Rihanna, yeah. I mean, Beyonce had a line for years, complete flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flop of flops. You mean her Adidas line? Adidas. No, she had a line. She did a shoe line and had another name. I, I, can't, I can't remember the name. Mm-hmm. It was a complete dog. I, can't, I just can't remember the name. But, I mean, she's a great star. Yeah. And, um, you know. Uh, so, but getting back to that point, like, yeah. I always was interested you know, like the cool girls in school wear the shoe and then everybody follows the cool, you know, the cool girls, you know, like I always thought that was so fascinating how that works, yeah. you know, the way the universe works, yeah. you know. And so now you have this this online thing where the cool girls can go online and show what they're wearing and affect, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of kids. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really it's really cool, and it I it's great, and um, uh, you know, it's a different ball game today. Steve, uh, you know, you say uh, a minute ago, being such a shoe dog yourself, we're in Times Square right now. You have a store, literally right around the corner. Yeah. From this office, when you leave here, do you have it in your mind, like? I'm going to go walk by and see what's going on. I've already so- walked by this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you go in? I did. I did. So it's a busy store and it's, you know, it's, we, we have our name in the, on the sort of news feed. It's mm-hmm. gigantic. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. 
It's do a you, great. Do bit. you still check to make sure everybody? I'm in stores all the time. Steve Madden footwear. I know you said that in the book that you what? want to make sure that everybody who's working for you. Is oh wearing God, the there shoes. is. You can't work there without them. Has it ever You're happened? Out. Have you ever been Off into a store floor. and seen That's somebody it. wearing? Oh, yeah. Go change. Do, do they all? Do you see like the reaction? Like, are, do you announce that you're going to a store, no, or you just no. walk in? Or no, under, it's uh, no, I don't, boss? I don't announce. <laughs> I, I don't. And now that I'm older, you know, it's a funny bit, but everybody knows something. You know, I'm, my face is not super well known. My the name is a household name in America yeah. now. But, Once this episode drops, yeah, then I forget about it. No, but I mean, some people know me in certain pockets of the country, mm, you know. Sure. But uh, I always tell the people, do not tell them it's me uh, unless they ask. Mm. You know, if they ask, is that him? You know, you say yes. But uh, but of course, if you, they see this old cocker in a baseball hat you know they're gonna wonder who the fuck that guy is you know? <laughs> i love going to stores i love retail so yeah. do you I get do. do you ever get like interactions with sure. store employees who are completely oblivious that you're the person who owns that the is store? so much fun when that happens it doesn't happen a lot because there's video streaming in some of the stores of me and the manager may be like hey that's C-Man. yeah yeah but it does happen once in a while wow. it's, it's kind of cool to it's, it's okay. I like that. I like that. Um, but I go to there's stores and I enjoy it so much. I love going to a store on a Saturday and, and when it's busy. It's actually... You get like excited inside? My happiest moment. Yeah. It is a very great feeling. Yeah. Obviously like three and a half, four decades in. How in the weeds are you when it comes to designs? Especially like, you know, there's a sneakers podcast. So for like the men's sneaker line that yeah. like you could currently get, how in the weeds are you like currently with the models that you could get so, in the store or online? Yeah, I'm very much in the weeds. I have a lot of help, mm -hmm. lots of people, big design team, you know, but uh, I'm very much in it and uh, and think about shoes every, every day, yeah. every minute of every day. Is it a sickness? It's not a sickness. What I do for a living, you know, yeah. it's how yeah. I how I how I pay the rent and how I feed my children. I know, but I, I feel the same way in terms of thinking about them all the time. And sometimes yeah. I have to pause and question: Whether have, you, I, have I invested being... too much of my happiness in this thing? Mm -hmm. Is 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 too much of my life reliant on this thing in terms of how content I feel and how accomplished I feel? That's a great thing to think about. Actually, it's sort of it's always good to reflect on your life. I mm -hmm. mean. I may, I might have felt like that mm -hmm. at some point in my life. I don't feel like that now. Um, this is what I do, and I love it, and and so I'm just. I feel very lucky. It's very serendipitous, and uh, it's just it, you know, like if I was, if we, me and you, were going to make a gra gratitude list. Yeah. You know, we would write down like, well, we do this thing that we both really like and we're making some money at it. Yeah. So it would go on our list. Yeah. On the other side of the list would be like, oh, my nose is too big. <laughs> you know, I'm not tall. Oh, I, you I, know. now you're speaking my language. Uh, I have no hair. <laughs> I can't I can't relate to that. <laughs> you have great hair. Thank you. Okay. If Me, nothing else. Just wanna, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, but um, yes. It would be a, it is on the top of my gratitude list. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Steve, mm -hmm. have you seen Masterpiece sneaker brand Magnati? I know that he's someone that you've seen. No, I really admire him. I like Masterpiece and I have not seen that. And, and I will. I am such a fan of his. When did you become a Masterpiece fan? First of all, I was incarcerated. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys know that. Oh, yeah. I was with 
<laughs> yeah. So I went to I was I was in the South, and where a lot of people from New Orleans, in Florida, go. right? Huh? In Florida? Yeah, I was in Florida, but a lot of people from New Orleans yeah. were there, and a couple of them lived in the project uh, where Master P is from. Mm. So I felt like you know I'd hear stories about him. My friend Neville, who works for the company, always talks about Master P from the Calio projects, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, which is no joke. You know, like it's the real McCoy, like maybe the worst in the country. Right. And uh, but what you know what he's done with his life, and I followed him on YouTube and Reels. I see his interviews, and mm -hmm. I just really, I just really am inspired by him, and uh, want to get together with him. I'm trying to get with him. He was on. He was on their show. Yeah. Maybe we can make it happen. I'd love to meet him and try to do something with him, like charity work or yeah. you know, for young kids. Uh, I like the story about how Master P went to prison, and and got Snoop's contract from Suge Knight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is a cool story, and uh, uh, you know, it was uh, you know he's you know so anyway, I dig him, and I know he's a little drama now, but. Uh, that happens with yeah. drama, no sure. big deal. And I also could see that, you know, his, the whole story, and I don't know every detail. I mean, you've had a little bit of drama in your life. I've too. had a lot of drama, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah. I had a lot of drama, but I, I actually think he's a great father mm -hmm. and a power of example. And he's saying, look, you gotta, you know, I'm here, but you gotta do your thing, man. And I don't think it's a terrible message. Yeah. And the kid's mad and he goes online now, mm. you know. That's more or less what happened, sure. you know, and uh, and uh, I think he's a great dad and a great, uh, and I feel for him. You know, it was like that story of, you know, uh, there was a story about Alec Baldwin, you know, the actor, yep. mm -hmm. and, and they got him on tape calling his daughter. So I remember that. But ago. you know what? Who hasn't called their kids names? <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so unfair. Like, I've said, Relatable. You, I've said to him, I said, you lazy bum, get mm. up. You know, like, but if you just hear lazy, he called his son a lazy bum, <laughs> you know, uh, shout out to my son, Jack Madden. Uh, but he's, you know what I'm trying to say. So I think, you know, uh, he's probably a great father too. Can we, can we talk about the footwear when you were incarcerated? Did you have nice shoes when you I, were locked up? What was that I situation had a pair like? of work boots, mm -hmm. steel toe work boots made by, um, I think it was Carolina Shoe Company, mm -hmm. but it might have been Georgia Boot Company. But one of those two, but I think it was Carolina. Yeah. And I love them. And I miss those shoes. We've just heard so many stories from people who we've interviewed in the past about, you know, making sure they were able to get a fresh pair of Air Force Ones in jail no, or sneaking shoes in no. jail and things like no, that. No. People, people weren't trying to get a pair from you? Well, or? you could buy sneakers in the commissary. Mm -hmm. You didn't uh, aspire to, though? No, I didn't. Because they weren't Steve Madden. No, and I like the rugged... I felt like, you know, like I was in a combat situation, a war. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a combat. I, was, I never had any threats of violence. Sure. I don't mean to imply that, but I mm -hmm. meant like just trying to survive... This horrible, you know, being in prison is yeah. so horrible. Mm. And the day-to-day, -day and, you know, it's just, you can't even imagine uh, what it was like. And I hope you never have to. Uh, so I wore these boots symbolically, like I'm in combat. But you were ready for anything. And mentally. I'm going to, you know, wear these boots every day and just get through this. And, you know, it was, a, it was just sort of part of my survival kit mm -hmm. if you will and uh steve um 
you know, you talk about prison right now. Obviously, people know you from the movie Wolf of Wall Street. It's you know, r- true story. And the, there's the I think there's an iconic sneaker scene in the film Jordan Belfort where he's on a load of drugs trying to get into the car and he has a pair of Nike Cortez. Mm. Yes. On, on his feet or he's when he's struggling. Yeah. You, when you saw that scene and he, and he was wearing the Cortez. It was it was uh, it was something else to see that movie. Um, they had a private screening for us. Mm-hmm. And they took us down. I went with my brother and a bunch of... Were you nervous? I was so nervous. My heart was pounding. So I didn't know what I was going to look like. Mm. You know, I knew it was a big part of the film and uh, thought, oh, God, my kids are going to see this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's Martin Scorsese. You know, he's the greatest filmmaker. And it was just... But it was good film. Mm-hmm. It was pretty accurate. And it was funny as hell. And, uh, and I, I was okay. I mean, I came out of it actually even more famous or whatever the word is. Did you see a boost in sales oh, yeah. after the film? Really? Especially in men's, yeah. Really? Oh. Young men really loved that film. Yes. They really identified, They Jordan was a kind of a hero to those guys. And it's such a rewatchable, anytime you're, you're checking, you're flicking through the channels, yeah. at any time you could get, hop into that movie and rewatch did it. You send, yeah. Did you send Leo some sneakers or no? No, uh, but... Uh, you know, it was really something. I, I did see Leo. I saw him at a restaurant in New York. He bought me a drink. Nice. It was very nice of him. And Carbone? And, no, it was a place called um, Scalinatella. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, and uh, it was a good movie, and uh, uh, we survived it. We survived the movie. And it was a young with young men, I became famous. And then there's this famous scene in the movie where they're stoned on... These pills, yeah. Yeah. and they're saying my name. Yes, Jonah so, Hill, very uh, yeah, slow. And we're, and when I'm walking in New York, people hit me with that. Uh. I'll hear Steve Madden. <laughs> in fact, in at Barclays because we we're, we're net season ticket holders. Okay. They put me on the jumbotron and they play that part of the movie. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and you have to just grin through it. Of <laughs> course, I have to wave. You know. Yeah, wasn't it through Barclays that you met Ja Rule? I, I did a collab with Ja Rule. I did yeah, a sneaker yeah. line with Ja Rule yeah, 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 called but Maven. Didn't you meet him through going to Nets games? No, I took like him that? to the Nets game. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it, got it. I don't know where. It. I met him with Irv Gotti. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Was, oh, God. Ja Rule is just the greatest. He is just the funniest. Mm. I mean, you go out with Ja Rule, you are going to laugh the whole night. I can't He's wait. Such a funny guy. Is he going to take you to Firefest? Or no, we didn't go to. F- I missed that part of the that part of the Ja Rule story. Ah, Ja Rule is the greatest guy. That you, you didn't know what he was getting himself into. He's the greatest guy. I love this guy. I don't know why Ja Rule is not a TV or a movie star. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's great looking guy. He was in one of the Fast and the Furious movies. He is the coolest dude. He should be like on TV because he's great. And he's so funny. We go to games and we have the best time. And him and Irv, they, they should film these two guys in action because they're so funny. Irv could just talk and talk. And an Irv Gotti interview, you can't like miss. And it could go on for hours. He gets yeah. himself in trouble. But he's a great guy. And I don't know. Yeah. Did I mean, you I know he got in trouble with the DMX thing, something oh. like that, which I didn't understand that. Did he bring you to the versus battle he did like a year or two ago with no. Nacho? No. No, 
No, but Fat Joe is great too. You know, Fat Joe is one of the biggest sneakerheads in in the world. He's a cool guy. Yeah, and he's also a, a great example for kids. Mm. Do you know Fat Joe? I don't. I've seen him around. But okay, we don't know okay. Each other. I don't know him. Not like I know Irv and, and Job. They're great guys. How did you approach them about doing a sneaker together? I think Irv just put it together. We mm -hmm. had so much fun with it, and Irv is like my matchmaker. <laughs> and met Bernard Hopkins with Irv and Ja. That oh, was wow. great. Be hop. That be was hop. really cool. Yeah. Kind of, you brought up Shaq and tangentially related, Shaq has been so successful selling kind of like design takeoffs of Jordans at more of an affordable price. Yeah. Is it fair to say like you would take high fashion shoes and like tweak them and, and at a more affordable price? It's fair to say. It is very fair to say. But also what we don't, I mean, that's just a small part of what we do. I, mean, I always say Steve Madden, it's like a big pot of stew, mm -hmm. and I throw in some Balenciagas and mm. this and that, and I mix it up, and dreams and creativity, and we have our own sort of viewpoint. Has any brands come after you for making uh -huh. something? All day, at night. And what's really? That like? what's Everybody. That? What's that Well, like? Nike's... Not Nike. No, uh, okay, I don't think I ever had... I might have, but I don't remember. Because Nike's Adidas, going... Well, I made a shoe with five stripes, and oh. they sued me, those motherfuckers. <laughs> Okay. Were hey, you incredulous at the idea? Of you thought adding two stripes, you're in the clear, right? I did actually. Okay. I actually did. So it turns out, and I'm not actually sure of the accuracy of this, but <laughs> okay. four stripes is okay, but five stripes is not. K Swiss okay. was four, right? Yeah. So I don't remember what it was. But okay. It was something like that. But we had a very big men's shoe about little sort of bowling shoe kind of thing. Mm. And uh, I don't remember if we've ever been. Sued by, I'm sure we have. But what good was, lawyers. I'm sure I have. Good lawyers. You know, but I don't really, I don't take it personally. What was the resolution of that striped sneaker? What happened? Uh, you just, we just stopped doing it or, yeah. I always say it's, it's easier to beg for forgiveness than, than ask for permission. permission yeah. <laughs> this is so random, this is so random and we could cut this because it may be inaccurate. Did you ever do a Jeremy Shockey shoe? I did do work with Jeremy Shockey. Okay, yes. so I'm a huge Giant fan. Yeah, well, I don't know why you cut it out. I mean, no, because it, I didn't know if I, I literally, mis yeah, I literally it, know yeah. that because I was working at Roosevelt Field. Yeah, and I was on my lunch break, and I would just like on your lunch break would walk the mall, and I loved Jeremy Shockey because I was a Giants fan. Yeah. I loved his attitude, like, and I remember a it it almost looked kind of like the Diesel Wish sneaker, but it was a Jeremy Shockey yes. Steve Madden collab, and I yeah. was like. I may have to buy this because I had the Jeremy Shockey jersey, but anything about, it's such a random fact, that's why. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I remember that. We worked with a lot of people, and um, and uh, we still will. Yeah. We still will do stuff. Do you like those random projects? If you, How would you, like, it's, where did Jeremy Shockey, well, I know the Miami guys, but where did the Jeremy Shockey? Well, I'd love to do it. Mm -hmm. But you know they're grabbed by Nike right away. A lot of guys, you know, whatever, yeah, or, yeah. or or the other guy in Maryland, the one that Under Armour, Under Armour, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's hard to do. You you want to find maybe, you know, someone that is you take a risk with somebody maybe, yeah. and but they get scooped up pretty quick. Yeah, I know. Maybe now with the new stuff with colleges and high school, yeah, you can do NIL deals, NIL, yeah. you can do some stuff, but. Um, Pretty much a Nike covers a wide swath. They, they go like immediately. It's tough, huh? It is tough. It's hard to do it. I, I talked to Stephen Marbury about bringing back his shit. Oh, oh, the Starberry. Yeah. The, okay. And But we just couldn't get together. Really cool guy. We got to 
he told me all about China and, you know, he was a really great, great guy. And I was interested in doing, you know, that opening. I think yeah. the idea is good, the opening price point sneaker. Yeah. Steve, I mean, just mentioned before, like the brands coming after you with legalities, given everything that's happened in the past with the brand, like legal wise, did you get any sort of anxiety when that sort of stuff comes up? Like, oh, crap, here we go again. Or no, 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 not really. No. I mean, you're a veteran. I'm a veteran. Just built for it. <laughs> built for it. I'm been a, a veteran of the legal wars. For, for 40 years. No, you know, I don't really like it, but you know, uh, you know, it's part of the business, you know. You got to throw the Carolina boots on and get ready for the war. That's it. I love my Carolina. I'm going to go in. I have a pair of Carolina engineer boots. I got holes in them. I love them so much. And I have that same feeling sometimes. I put a T-shirt on. I go to work. Off to war, you know. What are your battles these days? What is What are the things that cause you great stress Oh, at that's work? such a great question. That's good. The battles. Well. Sometimes you look at people who have done so well for themselves and you think, what's the worst part of their day job or the worst part of their life? That's a great question. And I'm going to tell you, the thing about that is people that have done so well are no different from from everybody else. Everybody mm -hmm. looks in the mirror, sees a big nose, sees a zit. <laughs> no, you know, like you think, well, you yeah. know, like, oh, Madonna or, you Leonardo know, whatever, Leonardo, but Leonardo, you know, mm. you know, whatever, you know, everybody's got their own insecurities. I know this. I do know this. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so the internal struggles are to try to be a better father, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not easy. Mm -hmm. You do what you can. I mean, you know, uh, that's a whole other thing. Sure. And you want to be a better father and a better human being. And that's a whole other thing. I mean, the world comes at you. It's mean and tough. And you're trying to work and make money and survive. And, you know, it's easy to be oh, I'm going to, you know, meditate in the morning and light it, you know, but, mm -hmm. you know, the world comes at you hard. So, um, you know, I'm a sober man also, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, completely clean and sober. And that's a, you know, that challenge every day. That's yeah. a challenge. That's every day. You know, we call it a daily reprieve. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, but that's uh, one thing. What about at work? At work, yeah, you you know you want to. Well, is it a, a giant contract with a factory that fell through? Is it losing an exec? Like what? It, I have great people working for me, and working with the company. So I don't. It's a little easier for me. I was I've really, you know, delegated so much, and uh, so it's not so dependent on me. And uh, trying to be useful, uh, uh, recognizing that things have changed. So I'm not going to score 40 a night, right? Yeah. But I want to contribute. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to contribute. How do I contribute them? You know, now I'm a cheerleader. Mm. You know, what what is, how is it different? You know, I do more podcasts. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's a different, uh, you don't want to be, I could understand why guys retire. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's a struggle. Steve, um, you Talking about the celebrities, in 2014, you had a line with uh, Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Um, I imagine, did you have, like, work with Kris Jenner on that, too? Like, broker? I didn't. I got to hang out, you know, spent some time with the girls. And, uh, and you know, the problem with that collab was the really it's Steve Madden customers. Mm -hmm. So at some point, I want to be like, you know, that's cool, but, like, it's me. 
you know, this is more, you want a bit of credit rather than sometimes just, uh, there's only room for one diva, right? You, <laughs> would you have done it different now or no? Well, now that I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I've worked with a lot of divas and, you know, I've had a, my share of little tiffs with them and, and with, with the girl um, from Australia. What was her name? The rapper? Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea, we had a fight. What really? happened there? <laughs> so Iggy Azalea, we she was great. I admired her very much. Like mm -hmm. this Australian white girl, you know, doing this stuff is great, you know. And um, so she, so there was a, some of our stylists put one of her shoes on with socks, and she went crazy in social media with instead of calling me and saying I don't like that shot, mm -hmm. she went online and I had to fire her, and uh, you know, um, but uh, we've had. Worked with Cardi Do you B. call her personally, though? When you I don't know how I did it. Oh. <laughs> I just dumped her. She's a complete idiot. And, uh, but uh, we worked with a lot of people. Cardi B was terrific. We had such a good time. Awesome. Such a great woman. And we've worked with so many people. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Great, wonderful woman. Uh, met Lady Gaga at her house. She was renting a house in Bel Air. And went to see her. And I... And I said, oh, my God, I, I'm a big fan. I love your music. And she said, I couldn't go to high school without wearing Steve Madden's. She went to Sacred Heart here Long in Island. Manhattan. She, wasn't she a long? No, she, she went to Sacred okay, Heart. Okay, okay. And she said, oh, my God, you couldn't, like, yeah. be in 10th grade without your Steve Madden. So it was a really sweet exchange that we had. And yeah. uh, she played me a tape of her new song. And You still really, talk? Was, I don't. I haven't spoken to her. In, I mean, I, I saw her getting off a private plane, but she was... Surrounded by a phalanx of bodyguards. She was busy. <laughs> and so I didn't say, hey, Gaga. <laughs> Not a tiff, but what do you think? Uh, I think you've, you've spoken about this before, but our audience very familiar with this guy. What did you think of the Jay-Z line when in the song? Oh, that was great. I, you know, it's funny. It's so funny that you brought that up. Uh, Jay-Z, I was in prison when that came out. This is on Excuse Me Miss again. He said... Fake Manolo. Fake Manolo's by Steve Madden. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. I was in prison. I'm trying to keep a low profile, low profile and it hit. And, uh, it gave you street cred? It did, actually. It was really <laughs> kind of funny. It yes. didn't hurt? No, it didn't hurt. No. Did you ever speak to Jay about it? I did. Really? What, I, did. What? I did speak to him about it. I went to a party, and he was at it with his wife, and we talked about it. I, mean, I don't know if he even... I mean, I don't even know if he... I think he sort of giggled when I told him the story. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And, you know, I didn't. He's such a big star. I mean, yeah. It's funny because I've, like, heard interactions, like, uh, where a lot of people will be like, hey, remember this to him? And he's just like, yeah. Or, like, laughs it off. Like, By the way, that's what happened. Yeah. He okay. giggled. I wasn't going. You know, it was fine. His wife, on the other hand, was super nice, mm. super courteous, super respectful. Steve Madden fan, you think? Yeah, she was. She was really great. We had a, we had a similar conversation actually with Stan Smith on the podcast where Jay Z name dropped him and his I believe his children thought he was cool from that point on. Did you did your children hear the Jay Z reference and think, hey, my it was dad's before cool. my children were born? Oh. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if uh, I'll ever be cool. <laughs> In case you have to ever remind me, I will. Yeah. I will carry around with a tape of that. <laughs> <laughs> the book is out such history and and you've detailed like your life but what is like one takeaway you would want like the audience to get from from the book 
So I would say I would like maybe some young men out there who are, you know, getting wasted and feel like, you know, there's no hope that they can get some hope from the mm -hmm. book mm -hmm. and from the story. That would be great. And if I could just get to one, yeah. that would be great too. You know, save one life. You know, that would be awesome. Because you, you came out, you weathered the storm and like the company. Yeah. 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 Listen, this has been great. Thank you so much for so taking, much fun. Yeah. taking the time. Yeah. yeah, we really yes, appreciate it. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So much history. We need to get a picture of the shockey. I, I'm gonna gotta get the shock. I'm gonna look online. I just remember being a young kid being like, I'm pulling up to the Giants game in these. Yeah. So but I can't really find a picture online. We need we gotta to find it. Yeah, well, we gotta I put might it in know here. Someone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thank cool. you so much, Steve. Really appreciate it. Great. All right, everyone. This has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We will see you next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Complex Sneakers.